This episode is brought to you by Longhorn Lager from Farmer's Creed Beer. Okay. <laughs> it's going to interrupt you sooner, but. By the horns. You let me go a long time. Welcome to Beer and Bullshit Take Two. We just did this, and Chris reminded me I had not hit, hit record. Uh, you know what? I'm not a big picture. I'm not a details guy. I'm a big picture guy. That's what makes me the Schwarzenegger to my brothers, Danny DeVito. It was way, it was way better the first time, but you know, you, you struggled through that pretty well. Hey, I am Ben Johnson. I'm the host of this podcast. It's called beer and bullshit. We drink beer. We talk bullshit. We talk about beer. Uh, and my co-host is Chris Peller and joining me from, uh, about six blocks away. Uh, with a headset on that looks like it'd make your ears hot if you had to wear it for too long. Uh, my ears are hot. It's an accurate uh, observation, and I am the Schwarzenegger of this twins podcast. Disagree hard. Uh, I feel like the dynamic is more of a, a, a Wyatt Earp Doc Holiday. I don't. I'll let you pick who's who, but I think that's closer in terms of our dynamic. That's fair. Um. They'll just leave the listeners to decide who's who in this scenario and what movie we're talking about. Is this a is this a Randy Quaid, uh, uh, Kevin Costner vibe? Is this uh... <laughs> this is a Randy Quaid? This is a Randy Quaid in an Independence Day or National Lampoon Wait, Vacation? It's Randy Quaid, right? Which one? Dennis the... Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dan... The good Quaid. The good Quaid. Uh, Dennis Quaid, underrated guy, I think. Looks a lot like your uncle. That helps him out for sure. I'm sure your family likes him because of that. Who's the um, young Quaid? He might be the leading Quaid now. Is there another Quaid? He's the guy from uh, The Boys. Oh, yeah. He's a Quaid? He's Dennis's son, I think. Like the skinny guy? Like the the protagonist who loses his girlfriend? Like that guy? That's the one. He's a Quaid. I did not know that. Like I knew he was a Quaid. I didn't realize he was related. Anyway, we're talking Independence Day trivia today. It's all about the Quades. If you want to share your vacations franchise trivia with us, you can drop it in the chat. Um, we no, no, that's not what we're doing. We're no, talking no. About... I want to hear from our listeners who their favorite Quaid is. I'll take that. So we did pose a question uh, during our interview. Uh, spoiler alert: We've already recorded the interview uh, with our friend Ren Navarro back for the third time—a three-peat. I didn't realize we'd had anyone on three times, but. There we are. Uh, we what did we ask people? Well, let's reiterate at the top of the show. What did oh, we the ask? most expensive beer you've ever had. We, we will get to that. That is related to a game we play on this show. So let us know the most expensive beer you've ever had and what you paid for it, and uh, your favorite Quaid and why. Yeah, I'm when you're talking about your most expensive beer, don't get all uppity about it. All right. No, we're not showing off. Sometimes you got to pay for a beer. Sometimes you're starving. You're in the desert. And you need to do what you need to do. For the record, <clears throat> Dennis Quaid, because of something to talk about, starring Julia Roberts and Dennis Quaid. Great movie based on a Reba McIntyre song. You can't really beat that. Uh, I'm trying to, but I can't. <laughs> uh, he put, he put in a he put in a good Val Val Kilmer. He put in a good Doc Holiday, but then like had to compete with one of the best acting jobs of all time in any western so tough tough go for randy quaid not randy quaid dennis quaid <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway uh, how's uh how's your week haven't seen you in a minute i haven't been going to slow pitch because i got old man knee problems so that's fun uh week's been good yeah week has been it's been a week let's say that i'm all i do is volleyball these days and i try to squeeze in work is it your own volleyball or your children's volleyball all of the kids are trying out for competitive teams. I'm going to be coaching one of them, and it's been nonstop tryouts and coaching clinics and blah, blah, blah. All three of your kids want to play competitive volleyball? Correct. Wow. Did you force that on them? How did that? How does that happen? Uh, I didn't force anything on them, which is why they don't play any other sports, really. But they took a liking to volleyball, and now they all love it. And um, we well, got the makings of a strong co-ed four-person team to which my wife says or five i said no right. no it's four or six find somebody good to make up for your lack of skill and then you guys can join our team yeah someone's got to keep stats and fill your water bottles i think lena could do it or you you have a history of that i'm retired i retired in scandal 
Uh, we have a good show tonight. We're going to talk to our friend uh, Ren Navarro. Um, she's been on the show a few times. Ren is, of course, uh, part of, uh, well, not part of, she runs a company called Beer Diversity, trying to, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to put it. She's trying to help the conversation about diversity in beer. And uh, she was a little burnt out on the topic the last time she was on the show maybe slightly better tonight but still uh exhausted as fuck and uh, maybe with good reason yeah i say no fresh trauma tonight <laughs> yeah, yeah it's good uh yeah. but it's, it's always good chatting with ren and getting uh kind of her feedback on the pulse of of the the uh, craft brewing scene it was fun well i don't have anything else to say to you so let's get into it yeah let's go Okay, and to our listeners, don't forget to email us. We do read those emails, and we will uh, do another listener email show soon. It's holler at beerandbullshit.ca. We love you. Thanks for listening. And here's Ren. Ren's got a nice new hat on. I'm guessing she's curated the items behind her a little bit. There's a Care Bear back there. That's what I expect to see. You've got... It's I'm in a black... It's grumpy. Of course, it's grumpy bear. <laughs> yeah. There's a grumpy cat eyeballing you too over there. She's not grumpy. She's actually really nice. Nice. Welcome nice. to the show, Ren. Thanks, man. One of our few repeat champions. Look Woo. at me. Look at me. Is this third um, time on? Ren? Yeah. Yeah. Is it third the third time? A, third time's the charm. Oh, man. We must love you. It's weird. you're always willing to talk it's your own fault i know i'm sorry uh first of all should we drink beer (laughs) no okay she's really not drinking beer i love it (laughs) i'm drinking uh ranch water nice ranch water Ooh, can you get that in ontario yeah i got it from the lipa okay this is new to me I'm having an Advil, and it stays on. Amazing. <laughs> well, I assume that you are going to use your palate cleanser to wash down your uh, your Advil there, Ben, a little steam whistle. I didn't have time to pour a pint in the garage. I literally just sprinted in from swimming with my child. I've got an oldie, but a goodie with Roman candle from Bellwoods. Good choice. You got, you got about four breweries that you drink on this show, I think. That's maybe exaggerating. It's a tight three. <laughs> That's not accurate, but it's pretty close to accurate. <laughs> so, Ren, last time you were here, I, I don't want to say it was depressing, but it was. A, but it was super depressing. <laughs> it was a bit of a bummer. Uh, but I mean, the timing is maybe appropriate because we were lamenting the lack of response from the uh, brewing community to your. Uh, I don't know what do you want to call it the shitty treatment at a conference (laughs) it was like my uh my full-on like trauma trip trauma trip yeah i know i wouldn't have said trauma trip but you've said it so now we can use it Uh, but it seems like you finally got an answer however many months later they've mentioned you by name now you're gonna Uh, appear behind them like candy man no i don't know (laughs) dude that'd be so good um yeah it's been four months i think uh the so the Craft Brewers Conference was in May. Right. And the the acknowledgement post was from the Canadian Craft Brewers Association. Right. Uh, which does not put on the Craft Brewers of course. Conference. Uh, that is the Brewers Association. Uh, so the Brewers Association and I aren't speaking mainly because I was like, I'm not a member. I don't live in the States. I don't care what you do. You've already messed it up. I'm going to go. Right. So um, I removed myself from that. Also, because there's a bunch of other people who are a lot more capable and have way more strength than I do to deal with them. Yeah. I feel Um, like they're like, Oh, that loud Canadian. I'm not, we're not even going to bother. Well, it was, it was a lot of like, they wanted to talk to me, but once I said, I'll talk to you for money's, they were like, Oh, we don't speak English. I'm sorry. You have the wrong (laughs) number. So I was like, it's cool. Like, I mean, there are a bunch of people who are willing to, to give them the education and the time. But I was like, I've paid deeply enough um, and that can be verified by my bills with my therapist. So right. I was just like, I don't, I don't want to keep doing it because again, like I, you know, before I even left, I said I wasn't going to go back to a, a craft brewers conference. So it was just like, I don't care if you fix it. Cause I'm not going to check it out. Right. 
Well, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I yeah, mean, and I mean, like, honestly, a... I have I have friends in the States who are putting in a really good effort to, like, clean it up because I think that beer associations should be held to a higher um, level of, of responsibility and accountability by members, and that includes the Canadian Craft Brewers Association. If right. you are a member of any of these boards, you should be, like, demanding a lot from them, and we don't. Um, there's a lot of apathy where people are just like, yeah, I don't really care. And it's like, cool, then don't join, <laughs> like, right. you know? Well, that was my kind of my takeaway. We're skipping now jurisdictions from, we went U.S. to, you're talking Canadian. I'm going to jump to Ontario. But mm-hmm. I had Scott Simmons of the Ontario Craft Brewers on the show. I don't know if you heard the episode, but I, you know, tried to bring up some of those questions about like, you know, value statements and like, are there a code of conduct your members have to hold up to? And his whole thing was like, not my job, not my job. Yeah. And I kind of had to be like, I I guess you're right. But like, if not you, then who? And I guess you kind of said it, but it's up to the members and the members that have formed the OCB that pay Scott, they say, your job is to lobby the government. So like yeah. all my like, hey, Scott, get your shit together. Maybe inappropriately pointed at Scott because that's not what he's paid to do. But no, no I mean, I was saying anyone a lobbying group. Right, right. But like so full nobody stop. in Ontario is like enforcing anything is basically the gist of it. No, and I think I think it gets tricky too because I think every provincial beer association kind of does the thing that they need for the province. And what's needed for Ontario is that Ontario breweries are paying an you know astronomical amount of tax. But I don't understand how they can say we are only lobbying for taxes and breaks that you know i mean like i i get that piece right like that that is not a like explain it to me like i'm five i get it it's really expensive to have a brewery in ontario because of tax structures and because of the things that ontario demands but to say that i don't care about value statements and you know like racist labels or sexist labels like that doesn't fall under their umbrella of stuff to care about and i find it really strange that you know humans could be like yeah, that's kind of a big thing, but like not my job. Yeah. And and I mean, you know, maybe I'm I'm speaking out of term and you know, turn and maybe Scott will call me and, and straighten me out on it, but uh the optics of it are kind of gross. And I think that it's we're in a weird time anyway, like inflation and interest rates, and it's it's hard to be a human <laughs> in yeah. Ontario, let alone a brewery owner. To be a human. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think like so again, like I get it and I understand that piece. So please, if you're listening to this, don't at me to explain how taxes work. Trust me, I run my own company. I'm very aware of how taxes work. I, um, Chris and is a banker. Between the two of you, you've got <laughs> things figured out. I don't know anything. I pay yeah. a lot of taxes. I pay uh, a lot of taxes. Um, but I, was I, I, say, I think I do. Bill show up and I go, oh, fuck, this is high. Anyway, I was going to say, so we're talking about, you know, value statements and things like that. I think it's tough sometimes as a wider organization to try to legislate behaving decently and respectfully. Uh, Oh, for sure. You know, there's stuff that just you shouldn't need to um, necessarily explicitly outline for people in how to conduct themselves. Unfortunately, there are some people that need that level of direction. Yeah. Um, but when it becomes the rule sometimes, and then it, you risk alienating people if you can go too far. I mean, the, the internet does that to a, a large degree, but, uh, yeah. associations, you know, especially ones that are desperate for membership, you know, they can be challenged. But like, what would, what would change? Okay. I, I mean, I brought this up with Scott. There's a brewery. I mean, we could just say forefathers. I I've seen video of one of the forefathers hitting a woman. And like, how is this person still a member? Like, where's the line for like, I mean, but I think that that's, that's the like fuzzy part, right? Because that's also, and I know, like, back to the States, but the Brewers Association has the same thing, where it's like, someone has to complain. And the person who has to complain needs to be a member of the association. But but to my point, I think like, no one has time to be like, whoa, that was And even if they did, (laughs) what would that mean? Okay, four, five, I don't know. Forefathers doesn't get an OCB seal anymore. Does it matter? They're always going to have their defenders because you look at all yeah. the bullshit Facebook posts about this, and there's always someone like, "We're behind you." Like, they yeah. don't give a fuck about being an OC mem- OCB member or not. I guess it's that you don't get the benefit of them lobbying for your taxes. So it's like, yeah, I guess that's the stick. But I guess that like that's part of the the frustration is that you know the OCB is only so big with only so many people running it, and it's like 
There's no one. It's Scott. Everything is contracted yeah. out. That's what I learned. Like there's no yeah. PR person. There's no comms person. It's when they need something, they contract it out and it's Scott lobbying the government. Yeah. So that you like the like, oh, well, where's the answer? There's no answer. Like we have to rely on individual breweries to do their own value statement. And then really, I think you have to, it's on us, unfortunately, as consumers to do homework. Like you got to find out if the place you're buying beer isn't a bunch of shitheads. <laughs> I also don't think that's like an unfortunate thing. I mean, like it's they're outside of the beer world. Like it's really easy to like boycott or say I'm not buying like whatever. Um, but for some reason, it's in beer, easier outside of beer. I think it's easier in beer. Dude, I'll never buy Lululemon because like I heard two stories. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like guy who created was super racist and hates fat people. Really? Like, I own a I'm pair good. of Lululemons. I own a pair of Lululemons. I didn't know that. Well, I guess you're really cheap. In them. <laughs> no, my ass does not look good. They're comfortable. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> my daughters love Lululemon. I've been looking for a reason to dump them. I know. I go. know. I knew about the fat one, not the racist one. I knew yeah. he was fattest, but not racist. Yeah, so I just like I think that it's so it's so easy to hear things, right? Like, right. you know, it's it's the like iPhones are made in China with people who haven't slept in like four weeks, and they're all right. like, you know, like there's there's always stories, but like beer stories are always. I heard it from my friend who heard it from his cousin's next door neighbor's mailman. Like, yeah. like the Lululemon stuff is in print. Like if you Google it right now, it will come up from like a cdc news article it won't be like some random person being like did you hear see i think beer is easier because i'm like fuck it i don't buy that beer anymore it's way easier to vote with my dog like i i read all the stories about how terrible iphones are on my iphone like <laughs> i'm like i need my iphone what am i gonna do not having i iPhone. read it on my android uh <laughs> but like i can skip breweries pretty easy because there's yeah. like 300 in ontario but some of you are like it's just like, you know, I, I know we should buy organic groceries, but who the fuck has money for that? Like, yeah. it's so, beer's easy. I feel like you can vote with your dollars easier. It's and you don't know about it. You don't know about yeah, it. That's, that's the right? thing. You, you don't that's know about it. And it's like, are you going to research every single brewery before you go in? No. Right? Like, or or you'll go in and be like, I heard really great things about them. And then you have like the worst experience ever. And then it's like, cool. Now what? <laughs> what do I do with this? Everyone said you were good. And this was terrible. Yeah, maybe Reddit's right and we're just too woke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I won't research the beer sometimes when I go to places, but I did read what Ashton Kutcher wrote in his letter defending Danny oh, Master. Dear, like, why would I know that? Why would that be something? Because you have Instagram. And like, I just got rammed down my throat. Because you so, cannot afford it. Yeah. <laughs> they're mea culpa in the like $1 million section of their property. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. So ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I would, it was, maybe Ren has the right idea. We just should drink ranch water. What are yeah. the ranch water? The ranch water people are good, or what's their deal? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're let's, they're, let's uh, Google while you're drinking that. I'll find some reason. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, please don't. I've been really enjoying this. I thought um, that their tequila was was made by migrant workers from Guatemala. Did listen, you know that? Listen, I'm I'm currently leaning on an IKEA desk. I don't even want to know who made it. So. Uh, <laughs> But I think that like that's part of it, right? Like where where beer gets into that same thing where it's like if I start down the rabbit hole of like who's good, who's bad, yeah. like I'm, you know, can I even drink water? Like I'm sure there's some story about like the water filtration plant guy. Like so I, I think that you you run into these these problems where it's just like I get it when some people are like, I don't I want to care, but I can't care. Because if I care, then I just I have to sit in it a would, cave it would be uh, so much easier to be dumb and ignorant it would be so life would be so much easier just not question the surface level i'm jealous of those people honestly i'm real i'm jealous because that's what my job should have been <laughs> what, what do you mean <laughs> just to be dumb and ignorant yeah i should have just started a company where my answer is always i don't know <laughs> not my job you not should start job. a company telling white people that what they're doing is okay you'll be rich so fast <laughs> just Ren comes in we got Ren's blessing it's cool maybe like that'll be five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> i just i just send around a cutout of me with thumbs up and you just like roll it fast it's in the, it's in the tap room <laughs> Ren certified oh my god that'd be I'm amazing for it. i'm down for it <laughs> no you'd have to have their beer on your face that's your signature pose oh, right cold yeah. beer to your face <laughs> Uh, Ooh, so we it, could just do it as an empty can and they just slap the label on every time they yeah, need to. Perfect. We can work with this. I can do Perfect. the I can do the marketing for this. Let's do Perfect. this. We'll make it selling cardboard. <laughs> we'll just go to hell uh at the end of the day. 
um yeah i mean yeah i was gonna say it seems like we're all pretty cynical ren your your face your your social media definitely you slants burnt out you seem a little over it generally speaking uh are you still like i noticed that you're leaning maybe away from beer diversity to just be like diversity generally speaking is that a conscious decision to be like ah, craft beer i'm over you or is are you just taking a break right now like ross and, and rachel were allegedly um i think that i mean i'm incredibly burned out i think the the last trial was really the the cbc's and then the like ccba stuff um i don't think i'm stepping away from beer i'm just kind of like beer keeps hurting me very badly and so i just need to like go chill out for a minute and um i also just lost a shit ton of work so the the irony of being really outspoken about my experiences in may was that I went from being never home to I'm always home. I have, you know, three three business trips for the rest of the year. Was it because um, the work was tied to the organization or because No, it's just like, that hey. a lot of a lot of places were really scared of like um I I got I lost a, a, a speaking gig that's that would have been next month. And they said, Well, you know, we saw what happened in nashville and we don't want that to happen here so we'll just play it safe and not have ren come out so so and i mean like and this was you know i I asked for feedback and that was the feedback i was given and and one of the board members for for that guild is part of the ba so you know he got everyone all freaked out um but it's happening in a lot of spots a lot of people are suddenly like we're going in different directions we we're working with a different di committee or di person or whatever um Aaron Johnson <laughs> I I think it's I think it's just like chat GPT is, is what they're using but um <laughs> oh my god that's totally gonna happen right just give me a, an essay about diversity and then have someone read it oh for sure it'll be great but yeah so it's been it's been this this interesting second half of the year where I'm just kind of like I don't know what I'm doing with my life I don't know what I want to be when I grow up um I had already had some plans to kind of have an evolution of the company yeah so, so there's nothing, there's nothing that's changing in terms of me being like, I don't want to do this. It's just that it's, you know, the company's five years old and and I wanted to do some extra stuff. So the timing probably looks like I'm just like, you know, double, <laughs> double barrels and just like moonwalking out of the room. But um, no, there was stuff already planned. I, you know, I'm hoping to, to launch some stuff in the new year. Um, nice. But yeah, just right now I'm just spending time being really burnt out. <laughs> And uh, and literally spending a lot of time in therapy, which yeah. hey kids, if you can do it, do it. It's great, but it's, it's, uh, it's expensive though. For God's oh, sake, dude, it's so right? expensive. It's so yeah. expensive. Um, but honestly, it's just it's just been a really weird second half of 2023, and was not on my bingo card to to suddenly go from like home for you know four four days in a month to being like I'm home this entire month. Yeah, so, is your wife home? Does your wife work from home? Yeah, she does. How's that? That's <laughs> awesome. I just play video games all day. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure she loves it. That's great. I'm really good at Mario Golf. Um, Mario but, Golf. Okay. Yeah, man, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just you know I'm just trying to figure it out and and try to like figure out some stuff and um you know kind of at the opening when you had talked about the CCBA yeah you know, putting something on Instagram like we had a lot of conversations and so. I am thankful that they finally posted something. Um, they know that the apology has not been accepted because like they're part of the reason that I'm not working a lot for the rest of this year. Um, right. But it's, you know, I'm, I'm happy that there's something out there and I'm happy that people are asking them questions and I appreciate what they've done. I'm just really looking forward to seeing what their actions are and if I can trust them again, because right now I don't trust them a heck of a lot. And, you know, the irony is that I used to be their consultant. <laughs> so it's, there's a lot, right? Like this, this is to me, the first step, the the first post that they put out was atrocious. So I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist, but um, we'll, we'll see. I've had some really good conversations with a couple of the folks, but now it's about actions. Sure. This is a very cynical question because it is about actions and I come from a marketing background. So I can sometimes see when it's not genuine, but like there was a moment where craft beer had like a reckoning, not just about, uh, you know, diversity and equity. We we had like a little me too moment in craft beer. We're talking about how basically people are shitty and there was like 
some impetus for breweries to be like put their money where their mouth is. Did you get a vibe that some of them were just like going through the motions when they called you? It was like, ah, fuck, we better do this now and tick that box. Like, what percentage is like they want to do the work and they want you to tell them how to do it? And what percentage was like, let's get Ren here. We can say we do it and move on. I don't, I don't know what the percentage would be. I think there were some who were really like very earnest in wanting to make changes. Can you um, say those? You can say the good ones, like because I'd like to know who's doing the work. Well, I was going to do the caveat of like they did a lot of really good work at the time, and now they're a little but, quiet. Uh, but you're talking about Mill Street? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Mill Street's been really good. Um, I just did some stuff with them a couple of months ago, and it's it you know, and I mean, I don't I don't care if you've been bought by Labatt or Molson. I'm sorry if someone offered me like a giant bucket of money, yeah. I would take it too. I don't um, fault people for accepting a buyer. I don't, I, right? I don't, I don't drink their beer anymore, and I hate when they call themselves craft. But I don't fault people for accepting buttloads. What is what is craft? What is craft? I have a definition, uh, but we don't have to get into listen, that. Listen, <laughs> if you can, if you can get craft beer in a stadium like I don't know the Sky Dome, without them being like, "Sorry, we're out" because we're still trying to produce it. Right. So anyway, um, but <laughs> I think that I think a lot of a lot of places that did reach out during the the reckoning and the me too stuff were were very earnest with it i think that right now because things are shaky again you know like the the non-elk sector is booming um mm-hmm. people are drinking ranch water uh yeah. they're not buying as much beer as they were like breweries are just like i can't do both i have right. to i have to be business right now because i have to keep my lights on and i have to like not fire everyone um so and I think we'll we'll continuously go through those kind of waves. And I'm hoping that that some breweries do speak up a little bit louder about things. Um, but I I think that and I don't I can't remember if we talked about this last time, but I think part of the issue is that when we have these Me Too movements and the reckonings and you know the rat magnet posts and and Aaron um Branson doing these these posts for for Canada, it we get really frothed up for like a month right and the month ends and everyone goes oh, okay cool i gotta drink something right and next go back right yeah and they're just like well, what, what are we looks? outraged for now <laughs> and and i think that that was part of the problem and some of those stories were absolutely bone chilling and the beer fans that stood by the breweries just like it just tells you how terrible we are as a species yeah, I don't get. I mean, th- think of the shittiest human behavior, and there's someone defending it somewhere. So I'm not so totally. really. But yeah, it's kind of like oh, sorry, my if you, I don't, you probably can't hear my dogs. I'm just gonna let my dog in. He's crying at the door like an idiot. Come on. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I think I I wrote about this on my blog. That's a cool to name drop your own blog. It's Ben's beer blog. Like but like my. No one really gets canceled in craft beer, right? Like who? I mean, other than Man Antler, I think they're gone. But they literally, like, there was a guy that raped someone. But like, how bad does it have to get before you get actually canceled? We all saw the stories. We all recognized brewery names. Nothing happened. Like nothing really happened to anyone. They just kind of waited out the storm. Half of them just turned off comments on their Instagram, and they're still in business. Like, yeah. And then, like, and then you know, like Brianne, who's who's Rat Magnet, and Aaron, like, got threats from people. And yeah. and like we're gonna sue you, and it was like, what? <laughs> like how how I mean it, you know? And I just at the end of the day, it's just beer. Like right. I I cannot imagine like defending something that hard, defending someone who did something so atrocious, and being like, yeah, but their beer is good, and they're like family owned, and right. being that much of just like a sociopath or a sycophant or whatever. I don't even know what to call these people, but like people being a thousand percent angry and being like, you are ruining someone's business. And it's like, but that man ruined someone's life. Right. And then being like, yeah, but their lager is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, and I, and I don't think it's, it's about being canceled. I think it's about accountability. And I'm right. like, no, no, I'm not using the word cancel. Like there's no such, no, it's, yeah, yeah. Like, no one fucking got canceled. That's not even a thing. Like someone tried to hold someone accountable. I mean, like, look at, you know, founders and their, their terrible, no good day, which is what right. it was in the end. Right. I mean, they're, they're back. They're on yeah. the shelves everywhere. And like, 
no one remembers what happened. It's like music. There's so many shitty musicians that like, it's like how talented do they have to be before? You, like, like I can't listen to Michael Jackson anymore. And people are like, it's Michael. I'm like, yeah, but you know, all the other stuff. Like there's like, I don't know. Some people have a threshold for like, ah, but it's so good. I, R. I will. Kelly. R. I don't think there's that many rabid R. Kelly defenders. I hope not. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Yeah, Chris Brown. I've never like it's everyone. Everyone was on Chris Brown's side. I, I like the minority was like, I'm like, he beat the shit out of a woman. We all know it. It's like, yeah, but he, I like to dance to that shit. I'm like, what the fuck? It's R. Wild. Kelly was on when I asked my now wife to be my girlfriend. So Oof. I've got a real soft spot um, for my man, Kels. Were you peeing on her too? Was I was, <laughs> but that was just because I was drunk. And most of it went on my pants. <laughs> she And she was 14. It's all comes. No, stop it. <laughs> she was like 16. But you were too. Ashton. Yeah. But he was 16 too. He was also 16. Red, I so was okay. 17. She he was, was 16. Everything was fine <laughs> in my urination scandal. Uh... <laughs> Wait, you really have peed on your wife. I forgot about that story. By accident, Ren, just to preface it. <laughs> hey, I I was just, my face got really hot for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Or, do we have to tell our own pee stories? Oh, no. Like, oh, yeah, we what? do a golden shower segment on the show now. No, we stop it. <laughs> oh boy this went off the rails real quick Uh uh-huh but yeah i just i think that there is there is this huge issue um that the beer drinking public just doesn't want to know about stuff like i don't do you remember i think it was i think it was it was drunk pokeroo and he was he had an issue with flying monkeys i can't remember if it was juicy ass or if it was their sparkle chunks right he got death threats from people yeah, that's crazy. I dump like, on them all the time. I mean, where are my death threats? Listen, Come on. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You got to go bigger. But like, <laughs> I just can you imagine wishing death upon someone because they didn't like your favorite beer? Right, right. Like that's where we're at. I know. That's like I if actually, someone's like, I don't like your dog, and you just like stab them. <gasps> that happens. That does. I happen. would do that. My dog's adorable. I would defend him <laughs> with death. Yeah, de- it's a little much, right? But it's weird. Um, like that's where we're at. Well, people are intense when they can be anonymously intense. Yeah, true. I think Poke gets a lot of hate too for some reason. Like he's just out there; he's a big personality, and he's posting content constantly. So I don't know. I I used to be more of a lightning rod. Maybe I'm just not relevant enough for death threats anymore. Sad. Yeah, but I mean, Poke is just having fun, right? right. Like, and I mean, I've I've got a soft spot for him because we're um we're birthday twins, but. Right. I, you know, I mean, he's he's pretty outspoken when he wants to be about things, and it's about racism and diversity. And yeah. I mean, he can say stuff, uh, you know, a bit louder than I can with with less pushback. But God right. forbid he says that a beer sucks, and right. that's where people are like, "Now nah, you've gone too far." <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, the uh, the the beers that you dunk on, like even Flying Monkeys, they have their defenders. I mean. Uh, not to get too deep into it, but I had I had beers last night with Nick Baird, who's the co-founder of uh, Beer Lab here in London. Good I dude. love Nick. He loves flying monkeys. He used to work there, so right. so we just we just don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know lots of people that love flying monkeys. It's oh, same. People think of beer. them as like craft beer pioneers and blah blah blah. But I mean, anyway, we don't have to. I I think I brought up flying monkeys enough on this show on my Facebook, but on our Instagram. But where's the sponsorship? Do. They do, yeah. They that would be so great to be sparkle chunk or whatever it's called. This is brought to you by Sparkle Chunk. I just pour one at the start of every show. You can hear it plopping like ice cream into a glass. <laughs> is that the basis for that beer that it's like soured milk? No, no it's not. It's not really called Sparkle Chunk. It's called it's Sparkle Puff. Sparkle Puff, but it's visibly chunky. So I call it some. Chunk. Some cans were, some weren't, and then there was a whole fight right. about that. Not all of it. Only I some gotta, of it. You I got a chunky some can. of it with the spoon. Um, yeah, and juicy ass. I have a big problem with that. That's just the I hate the name. Human beer. Like, uh, w- there's no the defending name. that name. It's like, nope. but there are people uh, who are like, I think it's really funny. And then I always love when women are like, but I think it's funny. And it's like, but that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> right. I'm like, you're also not like a server in a tap room or a bar that's seen a million drunk morons using an excuse to be like, can I get you some of your GCS? You're not 19 serving being like, why? Right. <laughs> right. And when the bowling team comes after. <laughs> after right? Yeah. yeah. I just, I think that, I mean, that's, 
you know, I'm, I'm such a, a killjoy, especially as I get older, but it's like, if you can't come up with a beer name that just like, isn't a really shitty mean joke. Right. And just don't, don't do it. It should right. make it past the, you know, the guys who brewed it. No offense to like, and it's usually guys, but no offense to them who probably came up with a stupid ass name making a beer because something happened or they made a dick joke while they brewed the beer. Like, mm, put it through a couple more rounds of approval before it hits a shelf. That's all. Oh, I mean, but even even when it's women who brew it and then they're just like, but it's a woman. And it's like, yeah, right. that's cool. It's still problematic. Like, I, it doesn't matter right. who it was. It was right. an inside joke. Man, no, no, it's a tribute to a real woman. Like, Those are actually her nipples on the can. Oh, right. cool. <laughs> Would you guys prefer if it was called Assy Juice? Yeah, that dude. sounds disgusting. That sounds like you should go see a doctor. Ass juice. I, that's no, probably more Assy like Juice. It's kind of light and breezy if you have an Assy. Is it light and breezy? Assy juice. Well, not, I'm just wondering. Condition. It's it's not a better name. I'm just wondering if it's we, worse. It's like it worse. worse. It's less worse. offensive, but less taste. I don't it know. sounds like a shirt. Yeah, less <laughs> offensive, more disgusting. Okay, we're all on the yeah. same page. Yeah, I think so. Ass juice. I I didn't say it was less offensive. It's, it's <laughs> oh, okay. a shirt. I think it's more offensive because it has to be a stout. Shirt stout. That's pretty. It's good. not targeting one group. You know, everyone's got an. Everyone shards. Everybody shards. Actually, everybody shards is a great beer name. I could see like Sam at Sawdust making a beer called Everybody Shards. <laughs> I only say that because I'm currently drinking. Uh, there's no way of knowing. They just have the best beer names. The most random shit that they come up yeah. with. <laughs> also, a good label. It is a good label. I, is it? It is a saison, right? It doesn't even say what it is on the can. It used to say that. Like, it just I says think... strong beer. Yeah. Anyway, it's nice. Still have it. Hmm. Spring, light, breezy, ass juice. What? No. <laughs> Made with real, authentic Gravenhurst ass juice. Yum. <laughs> pretty good to me. Are you looking for a smooth, lightly filtered lager with a balanced taste and crisp finish? Grab the bull by the horns. Longhorn Lager from Farmer's Creed Beer is available at Select Beer and LCBO stores now. Details at FarmersCreedBeer.com. So, Ren, what's 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 making you still like interested in the craft beer industry at all? Is there any high like what's who's doing it right? What makes you go like, oh yeah, fuck, I remember why I like this industry? Is it? Like, give me a bright spot here, Ren. Give, give... <laughs> <laughs> I can I can give you a bright spot. Um, I think that there's some some folks still doing really great things. I mean, I'm still working with Parallel 49 in BC. Uh, it's been over three years now, which nice. I think is pretty cool. Like, and they make good beer. Shout out and to they make Parallel really good 49. beer. Yeah. Um, but I also love that it wasn't just a once and done. Or like yeah. come back every so often, and we'll like revisit it and like march you through. Right. Um. Uh, who else? Red tape. In oh yeah, Toronto. They're doing really great stuff, and their beer is like hella tasty. Yeah. Um, Flux Brewing in Scotland, Ontario. Yeah. Okay. Those are also uh, good beers. Maybe this. Is yeah, it's like yeah, it's really, <laughs> and I think like you know Flux. Um, it was Kelsey who started there as the brewer. She's just left Aiden, who has been in a bunch of different breweries. He's he's just started. He's they they're both fantastic brewers in their own right. Um, but like Jeremy who runs it is, you know, he brought me in like before they opened the doors and was like, here's what we're planning. Here's our values. Like, what do you think? Help us clean them up. Um, they, you know, their, their job descriptions and stuff and their postings were, were really inclusive and in, in wording that you didn't have to be in beer to understand. Cause I find a lot of places do jargon. Um, and for them, that you know everyone always is like oh we don't have like any black people working here and it's like cool you don't have to that's not your sole diversity yeah. um you know some of those breweries the diversity is in age and and disabilities so it's just like it's really cool to see this this happening like 11, 11 year olds pulling pints that's... yeah man small fingers <laughs> they get in there to clean things yeah, yeah. um but like you know being able to become community hubs and spots that people go and hang out at um, you know, Red Tape was doing like language lessons and and they're close to a school. So like lots of parents and mm. um, 
fully accessible. And so it was just like setting things up right. Uh, obviously, Muddy York, you know, for me, Muddy York, like definitely has like a super special place in my heart. Uh, Jeff and Sue are just, they're doing it right. And so I think that they're, you know, it's every time I think I'm just going to like grab my toys and go home. Mm-hmm. I remember that there's like a handful of breweries that I can get to really fast, run by some really rad humans who are really outspoken in the ways that they need to be. Because I don't, I don't need you at the front of like some fucking protest. But if something shitty happens, like say something. The number yeah. of breweries that just laugh things off is is like, I get it. It's hard. You got to make a buck, but like, not that way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's tough because you figure of the craft brewery brewing industry. It, there's a lot of small companies, so these companies should be leaders in in change and you know because they're nimble right because they can do it you know try you get lip service from major big corporations because it's impossible to change that kind of unwieldy beast in a in a real way with any sort of expediency but if you're in a smaller business you should be able to make changes and it shouldn't be a massive cost outlay it shouldn't have to be um, some major change in identity it should be something that you can you, know, you can pivot to and set an example for whatever larger companies and your peers yeah yeah, I wouldn't let big companies off the hook the way you have. I think they've got the resources to make it happen. Like, make a committee, do something. You can, you've got, you've got people, you've got dollars. That's not an excuse. No, I'm not trying to let them off the hook. I'm just saying. You it, said it, banks are fine. Stay away from them. No, I'm just. I'm kidding. a smaller bank. We, you know what we, <laughs> and we, uh, you know, we we do have a lot of good initiatives because we're able to, you know, enact them um, yeah. a, a little bit easier, maybe than big companies that are more focused on lip service and, you know, moving that extra 0.01% sale. and you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's, you know, the, the big guys can make these things happen, but I think it is really easy for them to be like, but we're big. Um, but we know. gave money to everybody. Look, yeah, we gave money I to mean, them and them and them. I, I like, I think of, I think of who, who still talks to me and who doesn't. I just, you know, I've done stuff with Molson Coors and kind of their, whatever falls underneath them and they've been really good about stuff and they've they've had some really fantastic um kind of round table things and lunch and learns and things that i've been able to to jump in and work with them uh and if they make if they start making good beer they'll have the whole package that'll be ah! <laughs> but like you know i think of i've done work with labat in the past and then the bud light thing happened and suddenly we don't we don't talk it's weird um i think they just got like oh let's not do anything they just like had paralysis of like they really did and i think that 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 was that moment though where they could have done something and they could have shown the little guys that here's what happens when you stick to the things you believe in and instead of saying anything they've now said hey if we're not going to say anything and you're smaller than us don't worry about it you'll be fine right the example well yeah Obviously, they're 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 like, well, we have to answer the shareholders. And that's first and foremost. But they could have just doubled down and be like, hey, we sent one can to a trans person. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, yeah. also, here's our long list of activism for like LGBTQI uh, uh, causes over like the last 25, 50 years. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that was just the worst. That's a PR from a PR perspective, top to bottom, a nightmare. Just so badly handled on all counts. Like. I fucking I, I kind of like love it, but I also like I hate it because like all the people are hating Bud Light for the wrong reasons now. I'm like, no, uh, yeah. I hate them. This is a big terrible corporation that actively trying to crush craft beer, not because they did one thing to support a trans person. Like, what the fuck? No, but I mean, I hate them because they left that. You know, they and left now yes, now we still Mulvaney out yeah, to dry, yeah. and like you exactly. know, her her video talks about how they never reached out to her, and she got all these death threats and like yeah. all of these things, and it's like. At the end of the day, Bud Light's still going to taste like warm piss. Right. And I finally understood how people feel about like dumping things when they bought them. Granted, I did not buy the Bud Light, but it was in my fridge. And I had the best time dumping it because I was like, I don't need to shit an AR-15? in my house. You didn't take an AR-15? Listen, like, we're in Canada, dude. Um, also, I'm black. Uh, <laughs> not going to end well. That doesn't fly. Downtown Toronto, yeah, AR-15 doesn't fly. black. does not fly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But I'm just shooting beer, officer. Uh, <laughs> just like the down on his Instagrams. <laughs> but like, I dumped, I dumped the cans that I had in my house and it felt great. And then I messaged the bat and was like, so what are you going to say? And then it was just crickets. Yeah. And, and I think that I, you know, I personally feel cheated 
by them because I've said things publicly about them and the work that they've done with the 2SLGBTQ plus community. Yeah. And and I know that it's all tax breaks. So like, again, please no one at me and be like, you know, they do it for tax breaks. Yeah, right. I fucking do. Um, but at the end of the day, they're still helping other groups, tax break or no. Yeah. And so this year they didn't do anything. They just they pulled everything. And it's it's like you got scared and you were able to slam on the brakes that quickly. That I mean, I love, I also hate, but I love that like the far right and the two S LGBTQ plus community agreed on something <laughs> and that it was Bud Light was bullshit. And right. you know, and they lost they lost a lot of their like North American hold. I mean, they're fine everywhere else, but like the fact that they lost their hold and Modelo took it over. Yeah. And that racist we're talking about Mexican beer being really tasty it just warms me. <laughs> yeah. Mexicans are okay. Trans women not so much. I guess there's right? a Kid it's Rock just, has a Kid thing. Rock has a line. Yeah. Also, you could buy that beer. You know this. You could buy Bud Light in his bar. I know. He's still drinking it. You can buy it in his bar. There's video footage of him partying with the drag performers at his birthdays. Like he's such a fucking hypocrite. Such bullshit. Anyway. Well, let's 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 pivot to something fun and hopefully exciting, Chris. Not too much Ooh. pressure, but I'm hoping we can. I remember the last time we played Pell's Corner, uh, we did a debate of sorts. I feel like oh, I'm mop, I mopped the floor with Ren. Let's be honest. No, if I recall, Ren soundly put you in your place. I soundly, totally I feel like I won, but you were judging, and so there's uh, you were biased. I sure. will not comment on that, but I will not have my integrity as a debate moderator questioned again. Okay, so you, I'm guessing you do have a Pell's Corner because you look like you're trying to find something on your screens right now. No, no, no. I have stuff found already. You gave me seven minutes earlier, if you recall. No, I mean, it looks like you're trying to open a tab. I don't think you're trying to write something right now. I'm just carefully trying not to close a tab, actually. It's slightly different. Okay. Um I don't know if I shared audio. Oh my God. Hang on a second. Cause we need to have that theme music share screen. Yes. Advanced computer audio. Now we can listen to the theme music for Pell's corner. Do you have a new song tonight? Are we using the old one still? Uh, it's the old one still, but the new ones it's coming. It's coming. It soon. coming? Okay. Yeah. All right, man. What do you got for us? Uh, you got some making up. I only I heard the one with just uh, Justin Belanger, but you've got some you've got some making up to do. All right, so we're gonna talk about crazy ideas. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. Ben. It's always dead. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe not gonna be exciting, but I I'd like for way for to a, hype it. Way to hype it. Up. I know, right? Uh, it's called self handicapping, Ben. I can't okay. disappoint you if your expectations are low. Okay. Um, the opposite of my mom. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay. Ooh, poor Mary. Um, you talk about your mom on the show every week. I bring her up once. and you All good it- things. All good things. Your mother is a <laughs> lovely lady also. Um, but we are going to see what you guys know about the global beer industry in terms of consumption and also in terms of price. So a lapsed beer blogger and a cynical equity and diversity consultant. Let's see. Well, there are lots of countries in the world. (laughs) Um, So I've got a couple of lists here. Uh, You know, one is the, the top consumers of alcohol per capita. I know we've discussed in the past the countries that are drinking the most beer. Right. Are you Googling? Where are your eyes? Show me your eyes. No, I'm looking, I'm looking at my measuring tape. Whoa, okay. Didn't expect to see that. I know, right? There's some <laughs> random shit on my desk. <laughs> and uh, uh, in addition to that, we're talking about price per beer. So it's taking the capital city in 58 different countries around the world. Okay, so, so the first question is, what country drinks the most beer? I'm going to lob it up to you guys. You choose per capita beer or price per pint. And if you can guess in the top 10 of either will alternate, then you grab a point. First one to five points is the winner. Oh my God. Um, I think I'm, I'm prepared to answer the most beer country. Uh, well, it's not your turn. It's Ren's turn. She's the guest. <laughs> uh, um, also for price, are we quoting Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars? 
Uh, this will be in U.S. dollars. Great question, Ren. Because um, and... otherwise, my answer would be like twenty-five cents. Because the Canadian dollar is down. Oh, do you want dollar amount? No, no, no. Country? It's uh, <laughs> the country. This is the beer price okay. index. The country. So, okay. uh, and the way they've the way they've calculated this is they've looked at, you know, they've done research on price in liquor stores, beer stores, and restaurants, bars in these uh, in these cities that are representing right. each of the countries. So. Uh, if you can, you can, you can pick the topic and have the first guess. Yes, I guess I'll do like most beer consumed. Um, Czech Republic. Oh. That's what I was gonna say. Absolutely, that is number one with yeah. a bullet. They're almost. Uh, I read today they they have been the number one beer consumer per capita for twenty nine consecutive years. It's kind of and impressive. And their number is almost twice number two. Whoa. Wow. It's aggressive. I think we say Chechia now, just for the heads up. No longer the Czech Republic. Ben, both are acceptable. Okay. Good I to checked know. checked with my Czech friends. You checked in with your Czechs? I did. <laughs> I Okay. I'm going to say Germany is on the top 10. It is. It is no, number seven. Number seven. Number seven. Okay. Oof. So how does the scoring work? That's uh, a point each. Oh, sweet. Okay. Do we just keep going until someone know, gets it like... wrong? <laughs> uh, we're going to go until there's five points on this list. Oh, right. And sorry, it was by country. He right? hasn't thought this through at all. That's He's right. Not... Sorry, That's Ren. Right. This is Bush League. Listen, I came up with the quiz. I'm not <laughs> much of a game show host. I didn't think of the point system very well. Okay. That's... Point each. We got Czech, Czechia, and Germania. Uh, I'm gonna go with England. England hmm. is not on the list, Ren. Interesting. I'm uh, surprised. They're uh, they're around number twenty or so. Wow. Huh. Um, I feel like it's gonna be Eastern European for some reason. Poland. Poland is number five. Yeah. But number one in doing blackface. Yeah. <laughs> number one in blackface Drake. <laughs> and Kanye. In case you haven't seen the clip and you don't know what we're talking about, go seek it out. It's uh, disgusting. It's terrible. What in is with that drink? That man is I've... A, in blackface, and B, not healthy. Something wrong with that guy. That, <laughs> that is like the worst... The worst Drake impression ever, forgetting that it's a man in blackface. Also, it's Drake. I mean, really, is it the worst? Right. It's probably not that much worse than Drake, to be honest. It's probably better than Drake. <laughs> Would you rather go see Polish blackface Drake <laughs> or actual Drake? I just get beaten up by Kid Rock instead <laughs> with a can of Bud Light. Yes, that's option yes. I, I actually thought you guys were referencing folk hero Black Peter, but. Uh... Oh, that's bad, too. No, this is the real thing that happened on a Polish game show. It was it like just a black, a blackface God. Kanye, blackface Drake, and what was the other and one? Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. But when you consider that that country is top five in alcohol consumption, maybe that is an excuse. That you get I got a good idea. I've been drinking vodka all day. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Russia based on that. Mm. Mm. Russia, a- not upon the list. What? Um, I think it's because of the vodka, Ren. Oh. My clue is yeah. a reverse clue. I think they're probably number one in vodka consumption. Okay, I will say... Uh, I'm just going to keep in the same geography and say... Uh, Austria? Austria is number two. Oh, really? Ooh. Wow, okay. I'm killing this. You are killing it. I'm also really bad at geography. Uh, I, wish I, I wish I had known this, Ren. Yeah. Next time I'll text you before, I will load yeah. it up. So give her the answer. Guaranteed answer. victory. I'm really good at playing Jeopardy, except when they're suddenly like, geography, and I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we switch to the cost of beer? I mean, that's still kind Does of... Does anyone want to guess? So the top of the top 10, there's only one that is outside of Europe. Any guesses? Oh, beer consumption? Yeah. It's in America. America. China. It is neither of those. Yeah. You can I'll tell us you... now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just tell me. It's uh, Namibia. 
Seriously? known everywhere for their rampant consumption of beer i mean a lot of the country is a desert so you'd be super thirsty i would assume yeah true <laughs> thirst factor yeah because it'd be loggers right you'd be just drinking like a shit ton of loggers most of them are full of sand so that i'm surprised china's on the list just by like oh it's per capita of course it's not volume china's right. got tons of people i don't know if you knew that i've heard that i don't believe it it seems like fake news to me I've never seen it, so I don't know. Well, in a funny I've twist, I've never on that, seen it. I only know like ten Chinese people, so there can't be that many of them. There is a lot of speculation, in fact, that China's population numbers are being inflated on the global stage. Their uh, one-child policy is backfiring, but they don't want anyone to know that their population is is. Why uh, would they not want anyone to know? Well, because, because they banned people having second children, and they were like, "Oops, it didn't work." <laughs> Like we did this policy for way too long. Yeah. Um, well, they're like a lot of other countries that are not producing as many people anymore, where the the young people are screwed when uh, when they got to take care of the old people. No, I just let them wander in the forest. It's fine. You're producing a lot of people, Chris. You're doing your part. I know, but I had a strict three child rule in my house. Yeah, that was the rule. It was a that was a Chinese slash Italian rule. Well, no, if you're a father and you have three children uh, and a mother also has three children from a family of three, you can only have three. It's the rules. It's, oh, yeah. You and your wife are both from families of three, of course. Why did I never put that together? You should have put the rule of three. I have cats. Ren's <laughs> <laughs> like, I cannot relate to this conversation. <laughs> I have cats too, Ren. Now you and I are communicating. Ben and you are out. Yes. I watch the Blue Jays and you have a Blue Jays hat. Yeah, but they suck right now. Are they losing right now to Texas? I didn't oh, know. I don't know. They were they, The game we went to, they actually won, which was weird because they just keep losing otherwise. Well, they're in it. They're in it, Ren. Let's not count them out. Oh, they're currently, they're currently down 5-2. Ah, they need to beat Texas in this series. This is a very important four-game series. Well, guess what? It's not looking good. It's not, not looking, looking good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this the the price for beer one is probably really tricky. It's some pretty random countries. I realize now that our guest is maybe not as strong at geography as I had probably hoped for. Um, so what we're gonna do here is we are going to guess prices right style on the lowest average price for beer uh, for the lowest country and the highest. And, and you're guessing in dollars, so. Are you going to uh, tell us the country? And we'll, I will. I will tell you the countries. So, oh, thank God. The number one cheapest place for beer in the world is China. South Africa. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but we're doing it in U.S. dollars, so isn't that like just because? Uh, um. Yeah. What's their maybe? currency like? Yeah. It's very strong. <laughs> Chris is like, shut <laughs> up, you two. Just guys. <laughs> Uh, Tell me uh, about their one. foreign exchange. Their foreign exchange. I'm gonna do a dollar seventy-five. Okay, so average beer price dollar seventy-five. Can Ren go over, <clears throat> like the Price is Right, or can I say a penny and win this if she's over? No, there is no, <laughs> there is no Price is Right chicanery okay. here, Ben. Although there is chicanery, obviously, if you're the second guesser. A dollar seventy-five as a shot in the dark. It's pretty yeah. good. How much for a beer? In South Africa, right? Is that what we're guessing? That's right. This includes Pretoria, Bloemfontein, and Cape Town. Oh, Bloemfontein's included? This changes everything for me. <laughs> well, I think that, that those three <laughs> form the capital of the country. So I learned something today. You said, I think they do. Yeah. Uh, well, like, all the okay. other ones are just the capitals of every other. I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to go hard and just like, it's the lowest in the world. So I'm going to say a quarter for a beer. Ren with a beautiful guess, 168. Ooh, Ooh. nice. Beautifully done. That's worth two points. That pulls you ahead of Ben. Um, (laughs) That's weird how that worked out for you. Uh, There's some interesting ones at at the low end of the list, though. I mean, there's there's the Ukraine, and then there's the Argentina, and then you go to... You know, several other African nations. All right, Mr. Cavendish. This is the geography class. Let's go to the... Let's go to the oh, top. <laughs> Most expensive. Did you call me Mr. Cavendish. It was not his name. <laughs> that was a geography teacher in our high school. He's Mr. Calendar. Cavendish makes fish sticks, pal. 
I was going to Google it, but it's not going to pop up. Like John Cavendish was a high school teacher at seven. (laughs) I swear to God, Cavendish Cavendish was a teacher at our anyway calendar. Yes. I feel like calendar was also like a athletic, like a, like a baller. He was a tall guy too. This is just like our kid conversation. We are losing Rand quickly. I know. I'm like, what? (laughs) All I think of is like Marie calendar. And those like free, you know, those little frozen. Okay. This one is for all the marbles. The final question, the most expensive beer. In the world, uh, for uh, fun, I'm gonna guess that it is in uh Dubai. Good guess, Ooh. it is in Qatar. Okay, interesting. And Red, in a, you want to you want to first guess? I'm gonna go with twenty seven fifty. Whoa, you you there's no hesitation. You just go for it. I think it really should have been Ben guessing first, but that's fine. I, I gave her the option. Good. I gave her the option. Yeah, I was going to say $7, but that's a cheap pint in Canada. <laughs> I was like, dude, I pay that. <laughs> Seven bucks. <laughs> that's a that's an airport beer. Uh, yeah, right? In the States. The most expensive beer in the world is at Pearson International Airport. Yeah, it's $12. Uh, I'm going to, I think you got to go big. The most expensive beer in the world, $67. <laughs> yeah, it's only $11.26. Um, the taxes, but it's, you know, it's borderline illegal. And right. to, to be fair, I this paid is, more than that for a beer. You pay more for a beer at a Jays game. That's true. Uh, now, this list came out just before World Cup was in Qatar. So they yeah. r- ramped up their prices a little bit. So it would have actually been less than that. But I don't know. Weird answers on here. Like Beijing was the, it's the capital city in China. It was the third most expensive. I'm like, I've been to Beijing. It was not expensive for beer. Where are these people going? Are they just going to like tourist traps and they're like, why is it so expensive? Yeah. They only no, went I'm... to Jack Astor's around the world. They also got this inflatable hand that says go team. I would <laughs> suggest that they didn't go anywhere except to their computer. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. So I was that's like, for that price, like honestly, like airport beers are like hella expensive. Yeah, that seems crazy. I, I'm going to question your research on this, Chris. I didn't yeah. do the research. I claim no <laughs> responsibility the right right for there. the accuracy. I didn't the do the research. Okay, this will be our takeaway for our viewers. Listeners, I caught at that time. We don't have viewers. We have listeners. <laughs> What's the most you've ever paid for a beer? Maybe we can get some listener mail on this. Oh. If anyone's made it this mm. far, they're still listening to this geography-based competition. I know, it's weird. Hit us up at holler at beerandbullshit.ca. What's the most you've ever paid for a beer? Would you know that answer for yourself off the top of your head? I know the most I've ever paid for drinks because uh, I took my wife to the ballet when I was in my 20s because she likes dance. And I didn't know what I was getting into at all. And it was literally like five minutes in. And I'm like, so there's no talking at all. She's like, (laughs) she's like, it's the ballet. It was like three hours with two intermissions and a cash only barred intermissions. And I had no cash and I've never needed a drink more in my whole life. So we immediately left and went to the Four Seasons lobby. And I I had like two martinis, like bam, bam. And it was $55. And I was like, worth it. I needed those drinks very badly. I think that's the most I've ever paid for alcohol. I don't think the most I've paid for alcohol. Because I always feel like there's that moment where you're just like, what? If I don't look, I don't have to think about it. Right. Uh, probably at an event. Like, it's got to be. It's got to be like, I know I've spent like 15, 15 bucks for a beer easily. Yeah. And then yeah. been like, mistakes were made. At the Jays <laughs> yeah. game. Oh, yeah. totally. Um, any, any Raptors game, any. I've yeah, never, any, like any never... sporting thing. Or, ooh, yeah. if you get the good seats. I won tickets for um like courtside for raptors and i think the beer was like 20 bucks that's insane i had an 81 dollar dram at the library bar in the royal york you bought an 81 dollar drink oh i didn't buy it yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i was like let's get whatever we want i I gotta use my expense card and like what are you having and they ordered like a mccallan 18 i'm like yeah i'll do i'll do one of those too sounds pretty good Is it $81 good? Is it really? But also, like, what would you expect $81 to taste like? I would expect to have an orgasm in my pants. (laughs) It needs to be so so good. (laughs) I was at a a whiskey bar out east, and their most expensive dram was $750. Would you pay that for one ounce? No, No. God, no. 
No, there's no. so much. More, no, there's because so many, there's so much decent alcohol you can get at a reasonable price point that anything other than that is showing off. And stupid. I know, but I'm also just really picky about stuff. Like I've, I um, so the Caledonian is my favorite whiskey bar, and bar. and I went to an event where they were, you know, like as a, a gift, kind of like thanks for coming out. We're gonna do like a dram of this Suntory from like. 1955 or something and i fucking hated it the guy was like this bottle's like fifteen thousand dollars and i was like you can keep it so uh, it's just like wasted on me <laughs> i paid 75 dollars for a six pack of west letter and 12 back in the day because it was yeah, like, oh yeah. this is the best beer in the world and you gotta have it and uh someone someone thought they were buying a case of them and they bought a case of six packs and they're like i need to get rid of them like i'll buy one so yeah. i had six um, but I, I also remember I was at a bar with coworkers and they weren't beer people. I was at Bar Hop on King Street way back in the day. And I was explaining West Letter in 12 to a coworker and they have it there. I don't know how much it is a bottle. And this guy's like, you and I should buy a bottle right now. Let's drink it. And I was like, no. And he's like, why not? I'm like, because it's like the best beer in the world. He's like, so I'm like, uh, I don't want my experience of having that beer to be with you. <laughs> and I was, he's just like so hurt, but I'm like, we're not that close. You won't uh, appreciate it. It was such a dick move, but I'm like, I'm not drinking West Butter and 12 with this guy. This is not going to uh, be my first. <laughs> it's so funny that that was so expensive here. Like I bought it, I was in Brussels and I bought a bottle of it for like eight euro. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the story behind it. And I think remember when they like needed to put a new roof on it on the whatever so the monastery. So they released it in the LCBO and everyone was like, ooh, yeah, those monks are good storytellers. They have better PR than Bud Light. <laughs> oh, <putting. laughs> full circle, man, full circle. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, I'm conscious of your time, Ren. I appreciate you taking an hour to hang out with us again for the third time. No, I love it. Do I get a badge or something or like a pin that says like we will exchange cardboard cutouts? So I do like a season. like a velvet smoking jacket, a three timers club. Uh... Yes, please. My God, that's very expensive, Chris. There's no budget on this show. What do you think? This Whatever. Is? Well, thanks, Ren. And uh, we'll see you in the fourth time. Thanks, friends. I love this. It's good, good to see you again, Ren. Yeah, it's good to see you. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye. A longhorn. Longhorn lager? Do I look like a sarsaparilla man to you? One longhorn coming up. Longhorn lager by Farmer's Creed Beer. Grab the bull by the horns at select beer and LCBO stores. Shirt stout.